Hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE, episode, I don't know, 206. It's uh, January 15th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Bush Schwartz and John Jagger, and we're here again to talk about video games, all sorts of stuff. I got a, another email this week saying, you guys suck at promoting yourself. I'm like, what do you mean? He says, I thought you were still a hero <laughs> show for all this time. I had no idea it had changed. And if I'd have known, I'd have been over there a long time ago. I said, you don't like heroes? And he goes, no, I just love what you're doing. And if I had known, I would have moved over and listened because I love video game talk. And I really like what you guys are doing with it. And I said, well, then you did find us, didn't you? And I kind of had this weird kind of argument. <laughs> and then he said, geez, I'm going crazy up there at the lake. <laughs> I like that he's trying to, like, communicate with you in your argument. <laughs> yeah. I, just, yeah, I like your show. What do you mean you like my show? Yeah. I always, I'm always a little suspicious. I'm like, wait a minute, what are we talking about here? And I want to know more. But he really likes the format and says that um, on other stuff, like on the instance or uh, Boop or other shows, I should make more mentions. That oh, by the way, check out Quorum Wednesdays. Did you guys know we don't talk about heroes exclusively anymore? It's a big open discussion thing about bit bit bit. I should do that. I mean, this this is a good arrangement because on Core we won't talk about any of the other shows, but Scott will talk about this show and all the other shows. Oh, this see? Works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. That'll work. You want us to record your bumper? Ah, it's crazy mo and uh, <laughs> take a little break on this podcast to tell you about Core. Crazy Bo. At, is this still at heroesforyou.com? Uh, oh, I don't know if it still does. Hold on. Heroes for you. Oh, it should be cuz that's how I promote it every week on Azeroth Roundtable cuz but for some reason, that stuck with me. Oh, yeah. It still, it still goes there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. If not that, you just frogpants.com slash core. It'll get you there either way. Uh, I was just looking at our website. I got to put the new... <laughs> Does it still say Heroes of the Star Show? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's all good now. It says, here's what it says. Join Scott, John, and Bo. Each week, core gamers who love gaming and pa- are passionate... What? And Oh, no. Sorry. Core gamers who love gaming and passionate discussion about games... Uh, and all its connected tissue. So much so, this show will be something you can't wait to download every week. I think it used to say, three guys that are very passionate about Heroes of the Storm, a blizzard... <laughs> it was like that. Mm. Anyway, um, the reason I hesitated there is because I still have the the YouTube link, which will stay there, but I got to make sure people know they can get the videos in other ways. YouTube shut down my channel. It's a long story. I've been talking about it all week. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But. Yeah, I know you've been talking about it a lot, but let me just add my two cents. It's bullshit. Yeah, it is. It's there a big, go. big bowl That's of it. hot, steamy, Thanks. sweaty, stringy bullshit. Yeah. If we're honest. Oh. Um, anyway, uh, so here's the deal. Uh, one of the things I always like every year as we uh, enter the new year is to look forward to what's happening at E3. And boy, oh boy, do we have some news. Sony is skipping E3 2020 again. They weren't there last year either. And we'll probably do a video thing instead. Like uh, they're, they're taking a page out of Nintendo's book, recent book, I would say. And uh, they'll probably do that. But, um, you know, the generation's leading console manufacturer and uh, publisher is not going again. And it might be kind of fun to discuss whether that finally means the death of E3. Uh, honestly, if it wasn't a new console year, I might have said last year was the last one. Like, if we didn't know we were going to get new consoles for a while, I might have, like, already declared the death of E3. But given the fact that we have two brand new consoles coming this this fall, there's no way they skip an E3 this year. And by skip, I mean the whole thing go, doesn't go away. But with Sony well, skipping again and Nintendo not there anymore and all this, I mean, what do you think? I assume though? Xbox goes, like, sweet. 
Like Nintendo Direct is this thing. So Nintendo wasn't there last year. No, right? they haven't done it for what's it been five years now? They do yeah. the direct thing. Yeah. So so I mean, it is a widely viewed trade show on the internet. It's one of the things people watch. I always see it pop up as a live stream on YouTube. Um, so I find out whether I like it or not that E three is going on. Mm-hmm. So somebody's going to show something there. So if there are three competitors and the two competitors decide not to participate. Then we'll look at it this Xbox way. Xbox just go like, sweet, it's the Xbox show now. This is perfect. Well, look at it this way, though. So so what you're really talking about is, oh, okay, Microsoft's having a traditional, uh, you know, stage keynote kind of presentation for whatever they're going to do this for the year. And Sony and Nintendo did the same. In fact, Sony did it before Microsoft took the stage. They just did a, you know, prepared 30-minute, hour-long, whatever it is, video doing the exact same thing they're just not doing a stage thing at the event you could argue that no more people are going to see that than they would if it was microsoft on a stage and that's their whole reasoning their reasoning is well okay well it used to be for us to reach all of the players and all of the potential retailers and everybody else we had to go and have a presence at this thing and we had to make a big deal at the thing because that's where the press covered it and then that would spread from there to the rest of the world through newspapers, magazines, and other coverage. As the internet has become more and more a place where everything's immediately available all the time anyway, uh, why spend the millions of dollars to have a booth and the additional multi-millions more to do a stage show when you can do that whole thing for uh, a lot less money, control the quality of the whole thing, and put it out as video, and you'll hit the same number of eyeballs as you would if you were there. Does Netflix go to trade shows? I don't know. I mean, I mean, you never hear about it, right? But they're doing fine. So, oh yeah, I know it's that's TV and movies. But I'm like, I mean, it's just yeah, you're completely right. There's absolutely no need for a trade show when the people you're trying to reach, I think, are not insider stakeholder type people, just consumers to advertise to. Yeah, it's just changed. Like, it's just not the same anymore. It used to be that way. What I what we were describing, but it's not that way anymore. I mean, like, like something like CES would be, you know, it's there so that the people who visit can see the cool new technology, see the business opportunities, whatever your objectives are to share in person, those business connections. If it was not broadcast and people weren't covering it, it would still hold value for the people going. Mm-hmm. So maybe once upon a time that was true of E3. I don't know if that's it. Like it's not a convention, right? It's a trade show. Well, it used to be a strictly a trade show. And then the last few years they have opened up a day for just regular people to come. But that never goes very well. Um, they're not really equipped for it. And it doesn't get the kind of crowd you'd get at a PAX or something. And that's the other thing. Conventions are taken care of through uh, yeah. things like PAX and Dragon Con and a million other things. People are finding the fandoms they want, where they want them, gaming included. And so that isn't really a reason to keep E3 around. And if the trade show part of it, where it used to be the only way Walmart was going to know what the new gaming console was is if the guy from Walmart flew out to L.A. and went to the convention and then sat down with, uh, you know, sales reps from Sony or Microsoft or at the time it would have been Sega and Nintendo, whatever. Those days are gone. Like they don't need to do that stuff anymore. So I think it's just like tradition and nobody wants to get rid of it. And Microsoft's got the deep pockets to say, ah, we'll still do it. I guess no one else will do it, but we'll do it. And maybe they hope they get some, I don't know, maybe that's a good thing for them. To like, get- 
I'm, I'm also thinking the game developer conference is probably the premier trade show for workers of the game development industry. So it's not like E3 is filling that need either, right? Right. What's it called? GDEC. Uh, GDC. Yeah, you're right. GDC, yeah, game yeah. developers conference. My daughter goes to that now for where she works, and you're yeah. right. That's like, like even if nothing about GDC came out on internet or social media, it would be valuable to go in person and meet other people in the biz, right? And, and, you know, brush shoulders, that kind of thing, right? So. Yeah, if there's a if there's an on the floor value to E3, I don't know what it is today. And I mean, I think I think Sony's making a smart decision. Like, I I think it everything you guys have said is logical as far as like, oh, that's a good idea. Like, yeah, why spend money there? Just do it yourself. You're going to do it anyway. But I also think. And and we're a little more informed. We look things up because we're going to do the show. People who are listening to the show are probably a little more informed because if they're going to listen to a podcast where people talk about games, you know, they care enough to do that. But for general public, people who are just like, yeah, I like games and, you know, maybe they pick up a little bit of a news story here and there. If they hear Sony's not going to be at E3 does that read to them as Sony doesn't have anything big coming out this year? And does I mean, this actually negatively impact Sony? Because that's the reason they didn't do a show last year. So there is a logic to be found in, oh, they didn't have anything last year. They're not doing anything this year. I guess Sony just isn't doing anything. Yeah, I think there's that. There is the there is the risk of that perception. I'm sure some people have it. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a thing Sony has to, I guess, get in front of or figure out a way to sort of uh, message through. But but I remember when Nintendo did this and the same thing happened. Everybody went, <gasps> can you believe it? Nintendo's not going to be there anymore. And they said the same thing when EA pulled out and started doing their own thing and when Activision last year pulled out and didn't do it. Yeah, Like, they're, Sony's not even the only one. They're just like the big, you know, marquee one that's that's not there. And and it's notable because they're the big platform holder of of uh of choice this generation, at least numbers wise. So having them back about to announce a new console, so you would think they would want to be there. I was I mean, if you were asking me six months ago what my bet would be, my bet was, oh, they'll do they'll be at E3 because this is their console year. Of course they will. They'll be there. But now in a way I think it's kind of a bold statement to say, look, you just got to tear the band-aid off. If we don't if they don't think this is a viable trade show anymore, them just going to go is only going to perpetuate. It's just beating that dead horse. That horse is, you know, yeah. barely a live horse you're beating. And it did, did, oh, sorry. Go well, on. I was just going to say, I don't, it's not like I'm sitting here saying I want E3 as an institution to go away. I love covering it. I love hearing stuff about it. Like there's, there's fun to be had, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> I don't want to go walk around that floor. I don't want to have anything. I mean, I would if I was just going for free, but I'm not making a big deal out of it every year. I just love the that there's new stuff being announced and happening. There's no reason why this stuff couldn't come in another way. The only downside will be Sony will choose the where and when of what they want to tell us. Microsoft will choose the where and when. Nintendo will choose the where and when, which means you don't really have a, not that those stage presentations are neutral anyway, but you don't have a neutral space for them all to, to speak from. And maybe that's what a show floor is for. I don't know. But they're also exhibiting and doing more at actual conventions where fans are, like the PAXs and stuff. Nintendo always has a big presence at PAX. Uh, same with Sony and Microsoft. So I just think maybe it's a dying thing. It's like Comdex. Like Comdex used to be huge. And then, I don't know, we quit caring about every single new PC that came out. And there was no need for a freaking trade show. And then 
CES kind of said, well, what if it was all that combined with like home electronics and fridges and TVs and everything? All right, cool. That makes sense. And now that's a thing that still goes. But even people have questions about that and its viability. I just think that the longer we go where information is at everybody's fingertips anytime they want all the time. uh, And in some cases, that means rich 4K video content that shows you exactly what you would see if you were right there in front of the thing. I don't, I don't know why you, you keep doing it unless you just want to carry a tradition on. Right. It's not like we've had less press conferences to see every year. We've actually had more, I feel like. Right. Well, that's the so. other thing, right? The vacuum gets filled by, hey, we're Revolver Digital. We're going to come talk about our weird indie shit. And, hey, we're, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, who last year was? Oh, like when, uh, when it was first. I mean, now it seems normal they do it. But when Bethesda first announced they were doing it, that was new and weird. I was like, whoa, Bethesda, what are you guys doing here? So you're starting to see like the second tier publishers take those slots. And EA is another big one, right? Do they do a presentation? Yeah, but they do it off campus. They're let they no longer on e, at the E3 space at all. So they do their own oh. stage thing off in, uh, it's still in Hollywood there somewhere, but it's not, it's not. So I think the there's just still a, pre- a gaming press cycle that's just thirsty for, like it's an infinitely thirsty for, news and clicks and headlines so like they're still they could put a monkey up with a banana giving an education on banana reproduction and <laughs> and that would be on kotaku right you know like it's, if you guys like, look I, if you guys are subscribers to our patreon you will get the entire story behind that banana reproduction thing it's all in our <laughs> bonus show this week which we just recorded and we'll put up on the thing. So yeah, just let that be a reminder to you. We'll, we only get one shot at it and right. we spent it. That's right. Um, but like that's my only thought is like they're just still going to put on the show as long as there's some kind of viability to it, I suppose. Like, well, I mean, yeah. the gaming press is going to cover it like it's a big deal whether it is or not. If Microsoft yeah. pulled out, I guarantee everybody having a very different conversation because that would mean the last of the big three gives a poop. No, or well, no longer gives got a re. What is it? Who's, refocus. Yeah. Who's left then? Is it just Ubisoft? Because they do it at E3, right? They I do. Know they do their own uh, show. Isn't the PC it's... Gamer Show? Yeah, uh, <laughs> no. No. Maybe the. <laughs> no. It's, that's that's not a that's not an E3. No, it, it, it is, E3. but it's but see that, and that's my whole point. If 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 uh, Microsoft what if the whole leaves... thing was just day nine, <laughs> all two days, just going. I'm so tired. Anyways, here's this next game. I'd feel bad for uh, him if that happened because I like Day Nine and like, I think it's his another anime waifu a, game available on Steam. Yeah. Here's a lady handcuffed to a video card. Take a look. <laughs> the yeah. developer of Love Esquire is here. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad Love Esquire got another mention on the show because we were, I wasn't we didn't. I gotta get, get back to that game. I haven't played it since our book club meeting. Yeah, get right, get right on that. But it's what yeah. I'm saying is like. Yeah, like Ubisoft. I almost said Ubisoft. 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 Uh, Ubisoft. Freaking who's making the Avengers game? Oh, Square Enix. Um, yeah. Bethesda and who else? Uh, someone. Uh, but you know the. I can't think of them all. But those guys, sure, they're down the clown. But they're just they're publishers and developers. It's not the same. We're talking about the major platform holders leaving, and yeah. when the platform holders leave, then you're kind of left with. I don't know. It's like going to a Hollywood party where the rock is there and then he leaves. And then what do you have left? Like Richard Lewis or somebody? I don't know. That has paid cheering. Didn't Microsoft have paid cheer cheers? Last oh, they year? all do every time. Yeah. Sony does. Yeah. They all do it. They, but they're not paid. They're like uh, employees. So I guess they are paid, but 
Yeah, employees yeah. and or paid uh, shills. Oh yeah. If if not true, it really come. It really came across that way last year. Some of them really like the Elder Scrolls Online, like more than Scott. Like you thought Scott liked the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Just wait till you hear Bethesda lady go. Yeah, they they get the Bethesda group in particular. Wasn't that the one where it was just ridiculous? Like there the, was just one lady who was very noticeable. Who every time they said something was just. She wants. She wants that bonus. She wants that yeah. bonus if she had too much to drink. She might get fired because she's overdoing it. It's like, well, yeah. But it's, I mean, and I know that we all know the difference because we all go to BlizzCon and people there when they're cheering, they're really cheering, and they sound nothing, nothing like that Xbox press conference. Oh yeah, no, the Xbox one, the Sony ones, the and even when they do their own things, they're full of people who you know who were raw rawing that stuff. There's no question, which is another reason I don't care if this stuff goes away. Cause I don't like the stage stuff. I like the presentation of what they're going to give us, what's coming trailers, graphics, in game gameplay, whatever. All that stuff is great. I like the way Nintendo does it. I just like, this weird There's ass a few good stage moments last year though yeah um, i like the stage because we get to make fun of it well sure okay on that if we're looking at it from that angle i never want e3 to go away ever because that is fun like it's fun to just go what is this guy doing but what was wh- that lady's name uh, who got memed super hard oh, oh yeah the, it's spooky lady spooky and then we spooky. had john wick up there john wick was actually pretty cool he was a delightful yeah. that was a nice reveal but you know I I think there's there's still some like I think there's it's like an it's a stage it's an opportunity it's gonna get covered everywhere. I don't know why you wouldn't use that if because it's billions of dollars <laughs> to I know do it. I know it's lots of money, but it's just like Sony Nintendo. Like I'm not weeping over their budgets. Or, <laughs> like, I don't like I don't think that's their only reason. I think that they just yeah. like to control message and sometimes on stage with unpredictable factors. It's just a giant stress on everybody. And I think they could. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. There's that famous. I mean, there's a lot of demos like this, but it's the one I remember. The Uncharted 3 where the game glitched and broke right at the beginning. And then once again during the action sequence. Oh, yeah. Like there's there's plenty of moments. People being like, man, the Wii. Let me tell you, we, we've got this Wii Motion Plus. It's going to give you one to one Wii action. And then it doesn't work on the stage. And they're yeah. going it spazzes out nothing's happening and we should we should embrace that stuff as a collective you know game development's hard things break all the time it's not you know what i mean we should be like i don't know i wish we weren't so harsh about failures no i agree i agree with that except for maybe the randy pitcher one with the card tricks (laughs) (laughs) like that like that's that you know that, that that's worth lampooning but if you know the connection doesn't work or game's bugged in development people yeah no, oh, I, no I, get I like it, it. i like it i yeah. get it and we all do it and myself included i'm just saying now that we're talking about it i don't feel bad but see this is the thing about a trade show what they're trying to do is say hey walmart it's worth you to invest in about i don't know 2.8 billion dollars worth of hardware and software sales pipe for this next holiday season and if and if our stuff's glitching out on stage that they don't want that like that just cannot be part of their like for you and I, we're like, nah, whatever. They'll work it out. That bug will be fixed. This is kind of funny. It happened on stage, but I think that the pressure of that event and the cameras on you—it's not about the people at home. It's about the Walmart executives. I keep using Walmart, but it's like Stan Bargelberg. Yeah, Stan Bargelberg. Bar- Stan who's, Bargelberg, who's in purchasing over at Walmart. Yeah, he's you know acquisitions chief or whatever, and uh, the legendary purchaser. Is he? Is that really a person? 
Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Is there like a Canadian famous like acquisition? I don't know, guy? but I like to think that all these companies have people who are purchasing who take themselves super seriously. Like, I'm the best purchaser of product. I go to all well, the trade shows. Well, I was considering buying Uncharted <laughs> 3, but did you see the way Nathan Drake simply wouldn't move? He was pushing the sticks, but Nathan wouldn't respond. I didn't want to push a game where somebody's not responding. <laughs> I don't know if that's close to the reality, but I want to believe it is. So I'm going to stay. I'm going to go with what you just did. Yeah. Uh, part of the uh, the the big announcements this week too, where Square has delayed that uh, Final Fantasy remake and the Avengers games. They both got pushed. I didn't see where I saw April for. Or I'm sorry, I saw fall for Avengers. And when was what's the Final Fantasy push date? April. It's like April. three weeks. It's funny. There's the game director wrote like a huge long letter of apology, and I'm like, dude, it's like a month. Like, yeah, but April's cool. a bad month, dude. You got yeah, it's yeah. April's rough. Cyberpunk, freaking. Um, what are the? There's some there's huge Resident games. Evil. Oh, Resident Evil Three remake with a freaking flamethrower. Animal Crossing that. That's week, that's, March. That that's March. That's yeah. March. Oh. Yeah. Well. Final Fantasy VII Remake has two release dates at least, so yeah, so you one year exclusive, so they have another opportunity to make a sales push. Yeah. Also, it's more of a series, so I can see people missing out on the initial launch when the second episode comes out if it proves successful. You know, games get picked up later, and then the new one gets bought. Yeah. That happens all the time. You know, I'm not shocked or surprised at all by this uh, Avengers things getting delayed. Just given everything we'd seen so far, and I just, I just never felt like they were done enough for what they said they were. And uh, it sounds like a bureaucratic cluster F based on all the developers. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just got that impression. I just get that vibe from that project. I would be a million times more excited about Marvel's The Avengers. Like my interest level would go from right now where it's at about a one out of ten. To probably a nine out of ten, if it just if they just did an art style other than ugly, <laughs> like it's that game. I just look at it and it is the ugliest looking game. Like every design choice they've made for the characters just looks wrong. It looks like it's somebody's first year modeling these characters ever. Oh, wow. They're like, oh, it's Thor adjacent. It's <laughs> Captain America esque, like. <laughs> These Do we are have comic- any listeners at Crystal Dynamics? Sorry. Not anymore. Like, they, it just looks bad. I don't like the art style to it because I don't think there is a style. It, it's like somebody said, okay, look at the Avengers movies and come up with something that looks like the uh, Chinese knockoff product that could be put out alongside it. It looks awful. I hate how it looks. <laughs> and it's based on comic books. You have a million different art styles to choose from. Amazing different artists and art styles. And they just go with the ugliest one imaginable. It doesn't even look realistic. So even the people that are just, I want only realistic graphics can't be pleased because it doesn't look good. Mm. doesn't look real and doesn't look stylish. just looks ugly. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to swing a little, little bit less hard than you on it. Although... I think that their choice to make sure the faces don't look like the actors because they can't because it's a licensing thing and there's probably temptation to do it, but they don't. So what ends up happening is it feels like they're trying to come up with a it it becomes uncanny. So I'll look at a face and go, oh, that's supposed to be Captain America. You if you're going to go 
realistic, you have to look like Chris Evans. If you're not, then I'm going to go, that's weird. That feels weird. Looks weird. That's strange. Then the other option is go really stylized, and then I'm fine again. You know, like go go full comic book or something, something a little, you know, more akin to to what the comics look like in terms of proportion and stuff. Instead, they're like human proportions, movie looking silhouettes, but their faces are so wrong. I have a better way to explain it without sounding too uh, as harsh as I did. All the characters in that look like they were made in like a WWE character creator. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that is harsher <laughs> <laughs> it is this year because that one this year is so bad but no like okay yeah that's basically it i think john has it that's how that's a good way of putting it i'm, I'm not gonna add to that i'm gonna let john stand on this mountain alone as, as a lone warrior yeah. i will stand on this mountain it's fine that if that is the look for somebody i don't know what you're into it's but. not you it's not you we know that yeah, it's not yeah. for me i would just say it wasn't hitting for me either although the action the gameplay trailer looked kind of cool I, you know I, I like the last thing trailer they showed yeah that stuff looks great i just need to realize it that's the same way i felt about um i'm not saying it's going down the same road but i felt that way about anthem everything looked so cool and then <laughs> big turd yeah. Yeah. speaking of stuff that looks cool i'm gonna jump around a little here that new doom trailer Doom Eternal trailer, good lord, yeah. that looks Isn't really it, great. Yeah, didn't like, geez. So sometimes there's an example of like, you know, you take a franchise and you don't quite nail it with certain installments. Right. Not going to name anything in particular, but Doom you know, three. these things happen. Like Doolittle. I wasn't talking about Star Wars <laughs> at all. I wasn't about Star Wars. It was Doolittle. Look at you throwing Doolittle under the train. All right, that's um, fine. That Doolittle. What are you gonna do now? Actually, I don't even really have an opinion. I was really talking about Star Wars, yeah. um, but the the like the uh, <laughs> the Doolittle of derailed yeah. myself. I barely got out two words. It's all right. It's all right. Um. Anyways, the Doom trailer. Yeah. Like they've just they're just nailing this iteration, taking everything about Doom and making it more Doom. There's a there's a scene in the trailer where they pan down into a pit. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to there's going to be an arena in this game because there's going to be a hub where you mm. go and do things and i think there's going to be a fighting arena mm. and all along the walls are these like just corpses packed in like sardines mm. and there's a cage and they're like reaching out of the cage and the things like like it's a very quick glimpse but i paused it and looked at it and i'm <laughs> like this is uh you know it's just like it's like death metal horror art just over the top too much and yeah. just, my mind is like i, I love, love it, it so much i love it too this this aesthetic is not only uh great it is so in keeping with the with just do it's doom and i don't just mean the 2016 doom it surely does that but it takes the essence of what i've always loved about doom um that you could barely express visually in 1992 but they've they they've somebody was smart and they said you know what this needs to be it needs to be this it doesn't need to be us trying to go hey what if it was open world or what if it had more story or what if it was a bunch of talking characters or whatever that like three was three was a mistake three was just a they were trying to make a i don't know what they were trying to do there's some things i like about three but it's not a doom game there was some cool tech stuff in it too. yeah the flashlight was a good thing it sort of didn't you had, what there was that there was that section where there's no light and you have to use a flashlight to see the only bad part about it was having to swap to your gun yeah that was it that was which the they fixed in a patch so if you play like the xbox version of it and later patches the flashlight 
you've taped it to the gun. Yeah, it's attached. <laughs> Doom guy. Now, now that being said, the Doom guy is not necessarily a common sense kind of guy, so it's still in lore that he would not know to tape the flat, you know, because he just was too busy pushing his way through. He was like soup in that game, oh. though. He was boring in that game. And then this thing. You played more of a, oh, I'm a dude going to my yes. job. Oh, oh, hell has come. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and in this one, you're just like an avatar of carnage. Like, you just like, you don't know any other emotion other than slaying demons. It's and the I, yeah, one job you have. In fact, the monologue from the demon who's talking to him in this trailer huh. is saying all the stuff I want to hear, which is we're this big, supernatural, horrific, awful bowels of hell this and that and the other the power of fire itself blah 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 and you're just some human you think you can just come yeah. here and blah, blah. and i'm like yeah dude he's the doom guy yeah but then they turn around and they're like the only thing they fear is you and it's like <laughs> hell yeah they do yeah they do because man i murdered a bunch of demons did you see me in that last game yeah no kidding but, and oh, the, the, the best part is doom guy does kind of look, look like a dork Oh yeah, like, no, it's a big part he, of he's it. He's a guy in a spacesuit. Like, right. I mean, it's, like it's cool. I like it. Not a criticism, but he's in a way he's kind of a dork, right? I mean, you know, it's a just, dork in a way that it feels like he's he has to wear it because he's on a you know he's in space, sort of. Uh, he needs armor and all of that, but you can kind of tell that the minute he's done killing all the demons, that thing's coming off, and it's just going to be him laying in some rocks naked, drinking something. Like he's just going to. He'll, he'll never be done. He'll never be done. Yeah. That's the. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's literally always another demon to kill, which is the best part. I saw, you know, um, in Mandalorian when when he takes out the guns in the first episode, and one of the stormtroopers is like, uh, "It's four to one, we got you," and he's like, "I'll take those odds." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I saw a little meme in the YouTube comments that was like, uh, "The demons are like, oh, it's a a bajillion million billion to one," and then the Doom guy's like, "I like those odds." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. Like, he's like, whatever. They lean into to that stupid over the top you know not even broy. i don't know what the word is it's like just that old school i can nothing's gonna stop me hell it's itself. a power fantasy it like, really across is across the board right I mean, it makes john wick look like uh you know your daycare babysitter well in some ways the doom guy is just this one he's got one mode right that's it yes. it's the most yeah. two-dimensional view of, a, of an individual you could probably have but in the context of this and what doom is supposed to be it's freaking perfect yeah it's i'm not playing it for pathos i'm playing it because i woke up and went i have got to kill some damn demons <laughs> like today is the day for killing demons yeah and i don't need my avatar to feel conflicted about it i need my avatar to be on board with the plan and Bo's we right. Went in, and the plan was kill demons, and that's what we need to do. Yep, and Bo's it's, right. It's ref it's weirdly refreshing to go back to that because everything is an like I think it's the RPGification of everything, right? Even your FIFA soccer players have mm -hmm. a love story mm -hmm. nowadays. You know what I mean? It's like it's just like yes, the two time like just it's a video game, and a video game has very specific like if you think of older video games, right? right. Like Space Invaders, mm -hmm. you're just a ship. You have a very specific task: kill the invading ships. Yeah, that's it. It's that's a pure what... video game. That's that's it. It's like there's almost this refreshing taste to the idea that your game can just be the thing. Not only that, but it can be the thing, but do it in this world that's so textured and huge and, and intense with all the modern trappings and technology that we can bring to it and still maintain that that focus, you know? Like there's something that, a, about that that's really special. It's, it's rad. I have a recommendation too. I don't usually like to watch speedruns, but there's a guy called Bite Me, but it's like bites, like B Y T E. Mm -hmm. 
YouTube channel. He does speed runs. Yeah. But I like watching the hundred percent speed runs because you have to get all the collectibles, unlock all the upgrades, do everything. So it's not like a glitchy, let's cheat our way through half the game speed run. Mm-hmm. And it's like in less than two hours. It's really fun to watch that game in particular because it's all about killing the right demons at the right time and doing those crazy jumps. And you know, like the you see in the trailer, like in the trailer at one point, you know, you jump on a jump pad. While you're floating in the air, you go into aim down sights, headshot a demon, then on your way down, you're like shooting a rocket launcher. And I just, I love that aesthetic of battle chess that they've taken with this new dude too. Like the idea that the battlefield is navigatable with a particular set of moves, but you have to do them immediately because right. it's action. And you have to do it yeah, right or that. else you're not going to break your record. I mean, I sp- love that speed so running that, in I mean, general is crazy, like generally speaking. But uh, but a speed running as uh, as applied to modern games is fascinating to me because it's also fun to watch and do because the the cut the quick time events where you slaughter things just is always never gets old. Oh, that, yeah, you never get sick of that. <laughs> so I'm watching him do it right now. This is his world record. 100 percent speed run. His latest record, I think, is like two hours or something like that. Yeah, it's but I watched the whole thing. Current world record. It thing. says here. Um, let's see. T YouTube wants me to uh, buy the their YouTube ten dollar month. Thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I made you go to YouTube. No, no, I don't mind. But isn't it funny that they're trying to get me to buy a thing? I can't even log into my own account. Yeah, don't F's you want this for your account? You yeah, know don't what you I add saw this to your today account? Was what? a freaking ad on YouTube that was 45 minutes long. Whoa, what? Yeah, on? the ad was a guy going, "Hey, hang on in there. We're going to show you the first episode of my new TV show." It was a whole episode of a TV show. Could you skip it? Yeah, you could skip it, but like if you didn't or if you didn't want to maximize YouTube and skip it, you were in for a 45-minute TV show episode in the middle of your content. It's too much. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, all this guy does is Doom stuff, it looks like. Oh, that's oh, not yeah, true. Yeah, no, he's just like constantly running Doom. Like, it's crazy. It's not he's entirely true, early. I guess. He does full metal fury f- furries. Uh, I think it's a lot of first-person shootery type stuff. But it's a bunch of Starcraft in here. It's Dead Space. Oh, he did a run in Dead Space that was impossible difficulty and plasma cutter only. Kind of want to watch that. Yeah, that's a good one, too, actually. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he probably has lots of other good content. Just the Doom stuff in particular. It's just fun to watch. I don't really like like speed runs, you know, like Super Metroid. Not interested, but it's just actually fun to watch Doom being played. Um, and it's also it's really manic because in order to kill things more efficiently, you don't keep the same gun out. There's actually this way: if you hot swap guns, you shoot faster, mm-hmm. be, just for whatever reason. So it's like it's like rocket launcher, plasma rifle, shotgun, rocket launcher, plasma rifle, super shotgun. He's like doing these like little combos with the guns and just doing one shot with each of them. I ah, just it's just it's I recommend it. And he's running so fast, it's like. Just full oh, yeah. speed through these levels, and he knows he's just, them. Like, back he's just flying. He knows exactly where the monsters spawn. He knows like how to kill them. But like I'm like when I play that game, I'm scared out of my mind. Yeah. Like like the cyber demons in particular, um, they have like this predictive pathing where like if they're running after you and you decide to take away because you know like dumb AI is just gonna follow you to the point they last saw you. Yeah. They stop and predict where you're gonna go, and then you'll turn a corner, and those damn cyber demons are like ah. And- <laughs> I'm like, wow. this, they, oh man, it, the power at their fingertips—they could just—it's it's scary. Yeah, it is. It's it's really cool. 
when the AI is predicting where you're going to go and and not just looking at the last place they saw you or where the AI thinks they heard a sound from. Just do a uh, search for Bite Me, B-Y-T-E, me, and then YouTube everybody and you'll find that account. It's cool. It's very cool. I wish I could sign in and uh, subscribe to his channel. I can't. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, uh, but John, this has been here for like three weeks, so you need to tell me what this High Republic era of Star Wars launching a video game thing is. What is this? Yeah. So we finished the Skywalker saga. That's yeah. all done. Um, and the rumor is that the next timeline we're going to is called the High Republic era, which is about 400 years prior to the uh, like the Phantom Menace and that sort of stuff. So it's it's kind of at the height of the Republic and and all of that. And supposedly, you know, we're going to get movies, comics, the whole Star Wars uh, thing. But apparently our introduction to this universe is going to be around a video game that EA is making. Um, and that's going to be kind of our first glimpse. We don't know anything about the game itself, but it's going to be kind of the kickoff to a whole new era. So Star hold on, we're put this in context compared to uh, like the Luke era. When when is the high when is the high uh, Republic era? Four hundred years prior. Prior, okay. So we're we're and that's how many years? That's post New Republic, right? So no, in, this is this is so High Republic is before like Yoda would be young in this. Okay, so like a, a young like fifth, teen Yoda. Teen Yoda. Well, teen Yoda stories. Would he be fifty years old? Because that's because that's he'd just be a... older than that. It wouldn't okay. be baby Yoda. Okay. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, right? No, uh, just stormtroopers. No. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be. Okay. So we don't know what this uh, game is at all. So, so I, I have a few more clarifying questions in the Scott vein. Go for it. Okay. In relation to Old Republic and Kotor, is that that era or is that is that stuff it's after older? that stuff was? After. I think. I think right, like I think that was maybe thousand years prior. Like I yeah, know it was set like way, way casually. out there. Mm. Uh, Old Republic is is long before. Okay, all right. So Old Republic okay. is like a thousand. Yeah, here it is. Oh, I don't know. This is some Reddit page, but a thousand years back. This is three or four hundred years back. Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, I I'm into this. I'm into them getting away from the the Skywalker business. They're done with it for a while. Let's just. Yeah, go so do, am I. Go do something else. <laughs> As it turns out. Yeah, just do something else. It's fine. Totally well, fine. We are, get, we are getting some Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that, too. If my if Mandalorian nailed it so good, I just, uh, any TV in Star Wars, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm on it right now. That'd be great. And Ewan McGregor deserves a, a, another chance to shine in that role, because he was great. I agree. He was one of the strong points of it, and he does really great work right now across the board in lots of things, so... Yeah, more him. I watched him die for uh, heroin in a, in a toilet. Remember that? And uh, yeah. what was that in Train Spotting? He was amazing in that. I watched him kill himself over a stamp in Fargo. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's so. Did you see the trailer for season four? Oh my gosh, yeah. dude! I haven't seen it yet. Oh my gosh, I gotta go John, see it. John, you have to it's, see it. It looks very interesting. It's set in the fifties in kansas city and it deals with the, the kansas city mafia which is always poking their heads down in fargo messing around with things right mm -hmm. so this is like that backstory and there's still connected stuff we don't know what the, the connections are yet but there will be chris rock is the is, is in it uh i love their casting in these things it's always better than i think it's going to be and then um 
halfway through this trailer, freaking Raylan Givens shows up. Timothy Oliphant shows up out of nowhere, uh-huh, roughing uh-huh. people up. I'm, I'm I can't really? wait. Really? Oh my gosh! I'm so excited for this. My favorite show on TV. I love Fargo so much. Oh my gosh. Get me all excited. Actually, you're two, two of the friends who appreciate it like I do. A lot of people are like, Fargo, that's like that movie, right? I'm like, just watch it. Sit down. Yeah, and, and also, who cares if it's like the movie? The movie is phenomenal. It's one of the best movies of all time. It is. Some people can't watch it. Some people really just don't get it. I know they don't. They and don't, I know that they don't get Coen Brothers like at all. Right. And those people uh, exist, but, but, uh, I know people. I know people. (laughs) I know people (laughs) who are huge fans of freaking uh, the movie, but are afraid to watch the TV show because they don't think TV can do any justice to this. And I am here to tell you, they do more than give it justice. They outperform. It's amazing that show. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! It's so good. I'm watching it with my my girlfriend currently. We're on the second season. Oh, I love the second season so much. The one in the seventies. Oh. Yep. Where they just full on in a story oh. that every episode starts with this is a true story and just full on UFO in that show. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, they everything about it. It is a masterwork. I love it. I'm going to miss it so bad when it doesn't exist anymore. But I'm so happy four is coming. Anyway, watch that trailer when we're done, John. You're going to love it. I started watching it, but I'm not going to appreciate it right now. So oh, yeah, I'm you can't. You won't appreciate it. it till later. A lot of cool looking actors in that. Um, all right. Uh, Alienware showed off a Switch-like looking PC. Did you guys see this thing? They're calling it the UFO. It'll run Windows 10. It'll supposedly run your games pretty good. I don't know what kind of video stuff. They were real. They were real short on details in terms of like performance stuff and a few other things. Well, right now it's just a concept, right? right. Like it's just a. It's not a product officially. It's not something that there's going to be a date on. It's just like, right. a, hey, what if we did a Switch too? What would you think of that? Yeah. Would you want to give us some money, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, I have a side comment about Alienware. Go. Once we're done. Go. Yeah. Um, so, you, all right. So, I played a lot of Black Desert Online. Yeah. Recently. And um, you know how in World of Warcraft, like, if anything's true over the decades, Baron's chat or trade chat is filled with Chuck Norris jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, conversations about the president. Yeah. Whoever the president may be. And, you know, anal insert um your ability after that like you know what i mean <laughs> anal true shot anal you anal know, uh, thunder fury blessed blade of the wind Seeker. right exactly you know you but like anal stride or whatever yeah. yeah so so those are the things the memes if you will or the the customs of the trade chat so there's a server-wide chat in black desert online and the top meme and according to the people chatting it's been since the launch of the game is they make fun of alienware that's it. Like they just they make fun of Alienware constantly. It's like I can't play this game. I don't have Alienware. And Why? People, you know, you might be like, you'd be like, uh, so you might be like, guys, can you help me figure out how to pick my abilities? And someone will respond, Oh, do you own Alienware? And no, it just you shouldn't probably play the game. Why is it's that only, a thing? I don't get it. I don't know if there was some weird promotion back when the game launched, but apparently Alienware is the system to play Black Desert Online on the best or something thing like that so if you don't own alienware but it's like a joke right like right. it's just like you know it's like i bought a new outfit but it it, it doesn't look that nice i wasted my money because i don't have alienware <laughs> what a you weird know? thing like alienware gtfo or you know like it's just like it's just constant the whole time i played that game is that that server chat was just alienware every two seconds like, like the I, i've seen well, more alienware in two weeks than i've seen chuck Norris jokes in world of warcraft was it like, was it mostly english players talking 
or was this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. the North America servers. Yeah, I don't get so. that at all. That mis- that That's says weird. a lot about it's, Black it's Desert. It's just weird, and it, it's like I looked it up, and it's like it exists only in the BDO context. You won't go to any other game with a server wide chat or world chat and have people meme about Alienware. They hate Alien. <laughs> the Black Desert Online player base hates Alienware. Why? Like, That's passion. so weird. It's yeah, I know, but it was fun to discover because I'm just Come like. On. They're not my favorite either, but it's. I should I should play it on my laptop because my laptop happens to be an alien. Oh yeah, you that's the best to play it on. I heard. Okay, yeah. now I'm getting into it, Bo. Now I'm starting to understand yeah. the meme. Yeah. I, I guess I should play Black Desert Online because I got my Alienware. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's the only one that'll work or something like that. It wouldn't work on my desktop, but my laptop should be fine. Yeah, because it's Alienware. Alienware. Yeah, boy, yeah. these black de- these BDOs, man, they know what's up with the jokes. I got it refurbished from the Dell outlet because I didn't <laughs> want to spend much on a laptop. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just reporting what I saw. Yeah, no, it's fine. From, from the ground. I like it. A man on the spot in BDO. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. He puts the uh, So the, it looks yeah. like the Switch, or they did tr- obviously try to cash in on, on the Switch. Popularity. Oh, yeah, to- totally. I mean, it's the same form factor, really, but... Uh, you know, the, if you really packed a serious computer punch inside that thing and GPU capability and stuff, I, I I play a lot of games on controller. I would I would play my Steam library on there. You know, that's a good point. There's a lot of times where I'm sitting on the couch watching something, going, "Man, if I had a portable way to be on my PC right now, mm-hmm. in I'd a good way, like a really good, done. well-made way." Yeah, not, not, like, I not can't, like a surface way. Yeah, I can't not like be a way where we play the game with uh, what's his name? That alien game. I don't even remember. Oh. Who was the guy? Bubba or whatever held his gun sideways and died tragically. <laughs> Wait, what? What is this? What are... When we did the NVIDIA stream, there was that game. Yeah, that was like oh. something, something to. <laughs> Yeah, it was oh, a, was that the space game? Yeah, it was yeah, that awful Android game. game. It was a gangster NPC you had with you? I watched Yeah, it but he was like supposed to be some kind of like dumb yeah. clone guy. Yeah. And like his whole personality was essentially like uh, 99 from Clone Wars. Yeah. But then when he pulled out a gun, he held it sideways like a gangster. It was pretty weird. And John had a voice that he would do a lot after we heard that guy. And that was a bad video game. Yeah. It's really terrible. No, but, this is the Shield games. Yeah, they were you shield, streaming a lot of Shield, shield games, games on your extra life stream on Saturdays. Yeah, it's like everyone, let's play Shield, and you'd like find the trashiest looking game and like just try to play it. Well, they they so that whole gig was for Nvidia. They had hired me to do it, and so every week there had to be a certain percentage of things that we did shield that content. were that yeah. were based on Nvidia products, and they were really pushing the first Shield that time. Which, by the way, my shield still gives me the best 4K uh, Netflix performance of anything I have. It looks so good. I don't know why. That's awesome. Just weird how that thing looks better than anything else. It seemed like a really good piece of hardware, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, it did. Like, we played some really shitty games on it. But that's not the shield's fault. That's that's the games that we were playing on And the controller was pretty good, but not great. Like there's just there was a lot of things I didn't like about it, so that's why if you're gonna make a switch like PC thing, it needs to be really self-contained. I don't need a fan going the whole time I play it. <laughs> it's got a kind of thousand watt. G- it's like it's the thousand watt GP or uh, not GPU, but um, 
power supply power on supply, the back. Yeah. Like, they don't <laughs> they don't picture that part on the back with a big fan. <laughs> you have to have it liquid cooled. Yeah, I don't see that. So I have questions about all that stuff. Um, but what they showed seemed really neat, and maybe they'll make something out of it. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Good for Alienware. Final note: uh, the Nemesis has a flamethrower in the remake of of uh, Resident Evil 3, so F that game. I'm not going near that damn thing. Oh, that's what you meant by that. I thought you were talking about the Warhammer game, Warhammer no. Nemesis. No. And I you were like, I'm out. F that game. No. Like, you don't like <laughs> I love Warhammer stuff. I do not want to fight the Nemesis guy. Uh, I get it. Chasing me around. I, I have to be Jill freaking Valentine with him and his flamethrower. F it. No. Did he... Did he have a flamethrower in the original? What's no. That about, no, he had a rocket launcher sometimes in the original, though. Oh, jeez. Yeah, up on the roof or whatever. <laughs> He's still got that, too. Sometimes it's just the nemesis. Sometimes it's him with a flamethrower. Sometimes it's him with a rocket launcher. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure that There's this is going to be a... of nemesis. This thing's going to be a masterful remake like the last one. I have no doubt. They're going to kill it. It's really good. That last thing was amazing. I can't fight i can't have him get it though scott because oh. we're gonna do the multiplayer we're all gonna do the multiplayer i forgot oh, what happened there will be... campaign multiplayer no. uh, it's not campaign multiplayer it's that um it's that like what do they call it the non-linear co-op non what is it i don't remember you know what i'm talking about where it's like 4v1 oh right well you're the nemesis the other four are trying to survive Right. It's Except you're not game. you're not the you're not the nemesis. The way it works is one of you is an like an overseer and so you're planning traps and planning zombies and setting up the rooms, but then you can take direct control over creatures as well. Gotcha. Oh, so it's like awful. it's like uh, uh <laughs> Dead by Daylight, except you're not a creature you're not one creature, I guess. So it'd be like but you playing Resident Evil, except instead of the game programmers deciding where to put things, it'll be John. Yeah, why do I want to do that to myself? (laughs) Well, what if you're the one doing the tormenting, Scott? Oh, I guess that's true. But I'll be bad at it. Scott might get scared, too. He's like, let me place this zombie here. The zombie's like, and he's like, ah! (laughs) He he picks it up to drop it. What am I to do? What am I to do? (laughs) I'm never going to let that stupid scene down. Oh, that thing got under my skin so bad. That is the best clip of you I've ever seen. I mean, it's a compliment. in a it's moment a of panic, that keeps giving. It, it should you should take it as a compliment. In a moment moment of panic, uh-huh. you still manage to enunciate. I, do, I like, guess. I, like, I'm sure there are people who. What am I to do? Nun- what am I to do? Like, no matter how difficult the situation gets, Scott will enunciate clearly, and communication is good in emergencies. Let's clearly. see. Where did I did I save that somewhere? Hold on. What am I to do? That should it's be in your, It's in your top clips for uh, sure. It's oh, like, it did a thing. No, it's not. It's not it. Hold on. That, that'd make a good ringtone too. I did oh, it. Oh, it, it did a thing. I, sh- I could do that. Yeah. Hold on. Is this a- no. No. Hold on. Oh, it. <laughs> Shit. No. Ah! <laughs> I can't find it. But yeah, I've capped it somewhere. Plus, it's in the clips, and it's horrible. It's horrid. What am I to do? What am I to what do? Am what I to am do? I to do? What am I to do? <laughs> uh, it just came out of me, man. It's like a fart. I can't control but what it utters. It just happens. All right. Uh, there's that. Hey, let's talk about these games, what we've been playing. Uh, I got back. I don't know why this happened. Oh, no, I do know why this happened. The, the hype was real, and John started playing it again, and I just got in the mood. 
Uh, oh, and my daughter got it on Switch, so she's playing it on her train rides. And I just thought, you know what? I'm in the mood for The Witcher 3 again. I'm going to go play that. I played a lot of The Witcher 3. Did I see day. right? You're trying to just mainline the story? Yeah, I'm going to mainline that story till the end. Um, I'm to the point where I'm gathering all my allies to fight the wild hunt at the place. This is before the DLC or any of that. Um, and I just now, we just, I just got finished with the very long task of getting Uma, Uma Thurman bubble boy face, uh, transformed back into the elf guy. Oh, is that a spoiler? Sorry, everybody. That's a that game's old. You've had your chance. It's five years old. Bubble face. Yeah. The little weird creature that's like, Uma, I keep saying it. He's all roly poly. Oh, big-eyed. Uma, Uma. Yeah. yeah. You have, maybe you have you log yet. into the game. It's like, Uma, the ugliest man in the world, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where I'm so at. So you finally got through that. Or I got through that, yeah. So I'm now done you with that. You never got through that? No, I never got to that part. I got so it, caught in the weeds in that game. No, it takes a really long time because that's the point where you start exploring the world and finding all the chests in the water and Skellige and stuff. And yeah. you don't get back to the main story. No, so it's you, weird. That means you did the, the drinking. Oh, yeah. I've done all that. And what, what happened? What, did you go to bed on time? Did you stay up and get into adventures? What happened? I treated it a lot like... I think I would have in real life, and I went to bed at midnight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because I, I think I already said this on the show, but if you stay up drinking, you end up wearing Yennefer's clothes, and you prank call people. Really? A teleporter machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all three of you are wearing different like parts of her clothes. Like I, I think I think Geralt is wearing the dress, and somebody's wearing like her like nylons and her hat and has no clothes on and like and then you're all dressed up. Look, all the men are dressed up in her clothes, and then you're prank calling these with that device they have yeah. so a portal opens up and elf's like who is this who's calling me and you're like oh, I'm Jennifer. Blah, blah, blah. did that really happen or yeah, should have yeah, happened oh, i should have keep... done it yeah yeah if you go to bed you like this i don't know i mean maybe something special happened i was tempted i was tempted because the old the old witcher guy was out in the woods with the with the creepy uh, kid yeah. And I thought maybe well, if I went to bed on time Jennifer would have cuddled there would have been a unique conversation did that take place? no it didn't I just went to bed that was it. She goes to bed early. She's like, don't stay up too late, Geralt. So where does she sleep? And she doesn't notice that you're using her teleporter to talk to all her friends and prank call people. How how come she missed all that? Maybe she didn't go to sleep. Maybe she went to go and I don't know. I did do the thing where I was up in that tower. You know how far up that tower it is to get to her all the time. Yeah. yeah, I'm up there talking to her. I have a, I have a major crush on Yennefer. She's my, she's my go-to in this game. Uh And uh, part of it's because she just doesn't take my crap. But at one point, she she was trying to get me to apologize for my uh my dalliances with what's her name with uh, Triss, Triss with Triss and I said I thought I gave the right answer in the dialogue tree something that was a nice thing to say she goes f you or whatever and puts me into a portal kicks me into this portal and the next thing I do I see is the portal opens I'm 300 feet above the lake 600,000 miles down the island mountain from where this castle is and it drops me into the middle of the ocean and I have to swim all the way to shore and I got to run all the way back up and find the 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 fast travel sign to get back up to the top I could have ran the whole way awesome I I didn't have that happen to me and she goes oh you're back are you have you learned your lesson like that whole thing so that game's really good that, that that might not ruin it for you though as long as you, I think it's as long as you reject Triss in the, in the end. Or something. Oh yeah, no, she was. A, we ended up being able to progress past that, but she was. She thought it That's was real awesome. fun. That didn't happen to me. I, I like. I think you can play through that game and have things not happen to you that someone else that happens to them. That's cool. To That's hear. a sign of a cool RPG. I love that. Yeah. But anyway, I got like five six hours into that the other day. I streamed it. 
a little bit more a few days before that. Um, just got really sucked back in. So that's kind of my my bomb right now. I'm really back into The Witcher 3. Um, and so you've done none of Blood and Wine, right? None of it yet, no. That's the crazy part is I've played that game a lot, but I'm still not there either. And I'm just like, oh. Yeah, Blood and Wine is super good. I keep I, hearing I've it's only as... touched the surface of it, and I already know that it is. That is the part of The Witcher that I want to play the most. Like, it is crazy, and I, I love it. My uh, Isn't, um, my friend Corinne, who's yeah. like had a, she's a professor of uh, video game studies up at the University of Utah, so you'd think she'd have you know pretty good idea of what she likes or doesn't like. She says that with Blood and Wine included, The Witcher Three is the single greatest narrative video game in the history of video games. That's what she oh, says. That's see, that's why I'm like I need to hurry up and play it and get through it because she said that, and I'm like I need to get Blood and Wine to see what's going on there. But it's yeah, just Blood and Wine is such a dramatic change because like the Witcher universe is a lot of like terrible things happening to like terrible or downtrodden people, so it's a lot of like. Well, Witcher, there's a monster attacking, and we're all dead, and my wife died, and my child's gone, <laughs> we're all and I dead. hate everything about everything, and I live in mud. And Geralt's <laughs> like, that sucks, but you gotta pay me. Yeah. And then, like, it's just, it's just that. But then you go to Blood and Wine, and it's like this crazy storybook world, and then instead, they're like, Oh, there's a giant attacking a village. Let's go. We've got to be heroes. And they all go like charging off to go battle a giant. Like it's the people you encounter are way different. They're into being heroes and they're into doing heroic things. And you're in a much more like high fantasy type world. And Geralt is the one who's kind of out of place because he's just sort of like, oh, you're the fish out of water there. Seriously. And they're just like, no, we're going to fight the giant. It's going to be wonderful. Hmm. It's well, good. I have to admit, oh, I was good. legitimately surprised that that Uma wasn't who they hoped he was after the curse was listed, lifted. I kind of thought it was going to be. I don't want to scare this away. I guess it's five years old. It's maybe. a super old game, dude. Like spoilers, guys. But it plays and, like, and looks and feels like a brand ass new game. That game does not age. That's true. That's true. It's but weird. it's not a big spoiler saying it's not Siri. You know, that's part yeah. of the fun is finding Siri. Yeah, that's. I true. never thought it was Siri though. Honestly, I kind of bought into it for a bit. I don't know why. Felt too easy. I mean, it is, and you're right, and it would have changed the trajectory of that game. But I just, I don't know. There was something about it. Also, what I love in that game are awkward moments of silence. They make perfect <laughs> yeah, fart so you videos. Can make fart memes. Yeah. yeah, they're great for that because there's so many times where Geralt will like be looking at somebody and just kind of go, and it's just perfect to like crack a fart off while he's doing it. It's perfect. <laughs> so I can't help but do those. I got a whole just, batch of those waiting to, to do more stuff. With them. <laughs> my favorite thing is how ridiculous Geralt becomes over the course of the game because they they definitely know what kind of character they have. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, they make him very serious and very cool to kind of get you in. But then later you just start running into people where he's just he's just awkward around people where someone like someone's talking about a lost love and he's just like, Oh, I loved her, but she, she disappeared from my life. And he's like, is it a curse? Is it something <laughs> they get away from you? And they're just like, no, she, she went away. She just moved. Yeah. And like, but Geralt's always in like Witcher mode. Yeah. And I just oh, yeah. love when he starts to become more and there's more. That, ridiculous. Uh, there's that one quest where in order to lure out a monster, you have to get drunk in Oxenfurt and you just walk around mm -hmm. and you just, you're like singing the whole time and it's just like it's super ridiculous i love that question i also like anytime he does anything with oh i forgot his name not chamberlain 
Who's the other? Who's the other witcher? He just can't stand the kind Whiskey of skill or something like that. The uh, younger, the, the smartass one. Yeah, the younger one. Ah, oh, he's a yeah. smartass. He's the one they had to go do. They had to go to that circle thing, go past the stone dudes, and do a do the get the phylactery full of power or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, because there's the other two witchers, and there is there's one he just absolutely does not like. Yeah, at all. it's that guy, and I can't. And it's his the name. one that when you look at them and you just said, "Hey, one of these guys he doesn't like at all," <laughs> you would be able to tell with a hundred percent accuracy which one. It yeah, is and I love the I love too. the lumpy one that's all scarred up, who's just sort of trying to do the white stuff all the time. He's he's younger, but he's all gouged up, his lips all pulled up and stuff, and. They'll be walking around and be like, eh, so girl, do you think we ought to, you know, like he's just something about that guy I really like. And the Witcher likes that guy and the old guy's cool, I guess. But there's that wiener and his name's like, ah, it's like Langston. I'm trying to find it now. It's oh, where is it? I have a let's see. see the groom. He ought to be glad to give him up. Bugger's been eating from the feed bags. Oh, I love this line. Watch this. Listen to this. Find something else. Okay, wait. Okay. I'm Sorry. Where are we? Here we go. Listen to this interaction. I'm taking Umar. There ain't a... Sergeant Hartle said I could. Bring him back, though, won't you? Be awful <laughs> dull without him. And then I said... Let's see. Find something else to laugh at. I don't know. Catch some frogs and shove straws up their asses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of Is your witchy games. <laughs> Which yes. is different. Don't make me show you. He's <laughs> just such an a-hole. Anyway, I captured... It is Lambert. It is Lambert. Lambert. That's it. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. Listen to this. Hold on, let me skip over here. Very well. Give the orders. Then set sail. The voice of the king is Tyrion Lan... Or, uh... Old Man Lannister. Tywin. Tywin. Yeah, Tywin plays, um, the... the, the the king, Wolf Guardian King. Yeah. yeah, he's great in there. Anyway, oh, yeah, I just I'm, I'm just I'm playing it like it's new. It's like Christmas morning in the Witcher Town. I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm loving it <laughs> in Witcher Town. <laughs> it's really good. I also played a bunch of Wilson, which is that uh, <laughs> it's the guy on the Tim Taylor show that wouldn't ever show his face behind the fence. Wilson, no, it's um. <laughs> I thought you made that. I thought that was a typo when you told me what you were playing. Cause, and I just was like, I don't know what Scott's talking about. And then Kyle started responding to you in chat. And I was like, what are they talking about? Yeah. It's a, like, okay. So it's this Diablo like game that was kickstarted at first. It's a French company. It's the first game. It had a lot of promise from the Kickstarter Slow burn on the, uh, what do you call it, the early access. It's coming out of early access next month. It was actually supposed to do this month, but they pushed it three weeks or something. And um, turns out it's like a really good one of those. Like somewhere between Path of Exile and Diablo 3 sits this game. Visually, it's closer to like Diablo 4 or something. It's it's beautiful. It's running in the, uh, the Crytek engine, which is, sounds weird, but it works. Um the actual combat is super fast and crazy. It uses a skill tree that's similar to Path of Exile, but not quite as complicated. It uh, or it has non oh what's the word non not non sequitur non Euclidean non what's the word anyway? It means that you can wear like two different pairs of or two different gloves. Does that make sense? Or two different shoulder pads? So it's like oh, it's asymm asymmetrical. Asymmetrical gearing. is what I meant character development oh, that's awesome yeah, i didn't know the, that that's actually the, a nice touch yeah it's cool it's cool 
I mean, sometimes you look a little weird, like you're wearing two different shoulder things. But <laughs> two different gloves or two different shoulders. Yeah, hands. it's a little odd that way at first, but the stat stuff is really cool, and I like how the abilities get acquired, and it's just a really, it's an interesting take. I think it might be, I really want to see Finish Polished 1.0 next month to sort of give any kind of final word on it, but gameplay-wise and so far playing that game, I think it might tide me over till Diablo. It's pretty good. The name's stupid. Um, yep. as, as John pointed out, Wilson. Well, what is a Wilson? Did you meet Wilson? No, there's nobody named Wilson. I like how like one game the big bad guy is Diablo, and the other one is the dude named Wilson. <laughs> hey everybody, uh, Wilson here, we- and I'd appreciate it if you'd stop doing what you're doing. Oh, it you also have has to a- defend the realm of France from Wilson. It also has a non-linear sort of character progression. So if you want to, um, you basically build whatever you want. The three basic classes are melee magic and range like you know sort of arrows and that sort of stuff and that sounds boring at first but once you get in you realize oh i see what they're doing it's basically kind of build crazy things out of these characters and it has a moving resource meter so if you're using a bunch of magic it's going to pull points over here and you're going to lose you're going to lose mana as you fight like you would spend mana in any game and then rebuild it with other stuff or if it's suddenly going melee that resource shifts over in this direction into the rage meter. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's this oh, weird. Well, I'm watching some of the video, and it looks like, I see what you mean. It's like, I don't get what the mechanic is, but it just seems like life is shifting over to mana, and mana is shifting over to life in some weird way. Well, in this case, it's, it's almost it's like you have to balance it out. Like Kind of, or or, or if you're going to do a, co- a combination class, kind of build your own thing, you're, you're going to want to balance those out in a way that fits your play style. Um, and then different gear and different... Uh, choices in the talent tree will obviously help augment stuff you want to do. Um, I'm still pretty early in it, and part of me wants to hold off until 1.0 because I don't know if they're doing a character wipe. I guess I could look it up and find out. I mean, it's the um, day before Valentine's Day it launches, apparently, so we're pretty close. Yeah, it seems super cool. That. Like It definitely scratched that itch for uh, the, the hours that I played it, and um. I would the recommend, yeah, the graphics are real pretty. Um, there are times, there are moments where the story's a little on the cheese ball side and there's a couple of animation things that are questionable in the early goings, but then there are moments I see it and go, oh my gosh, is this a video game? Because that's freaking beautiful, like amazing vistas and, and like area uh, effects and shots and stuff. Um, it's so, you know, in that way, it's kind of a mixed bag, but the, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I wouldn't play the on. Okay, so you can start characters either online or offline, like most of these games. Or like it's like Diablo Two used to do. Do you remember that? How that worked? You'd make a, yeah. you'd make an online character or you'd make an offline character. There was never they didn't cross over. That's kind of like that. I would recommend making that offline character, even though this game does have co-op and stuff. Uh, because at least at this stage, until 1.0 comes out, this may all be fixed, but their net code's a little squishy. It's 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 uh, a little laggy and weird. Rubber rubber banding a lot, a little bit, stuff. yeah. And but and if, and that's how I played it at first. And I went, ooh, I don't like. I don't know if I like this. And then I restarted a an offline character. Someone had recommended that in the, in the Reddit, and it's smooth, beautiful, fast. Uh, you know, like super tight. It felt really good. So if they can get that online stuff down, that that could be a really good mode. Uh, yeah, the monster designs look good, and there seems to be like a lot of fun dodging mechanics. I don't mm-hmm. know, this looks really great. Actually. Oh yeah, and the dodge mechanic is so much more than just the Diablo roll that you get on the console versions. It's like a like a proper 
make up some distance kind of thing. It has limited uses. I saw a rogue with two knives dashing around the battlefield, and I'm like, oh, John wants to. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I do. It's got all that weird shit in there. Um, it's cool. I, I so far so good. I, I'm very excited to see how this thing launches. It was on sale for a bit, so I picked it up cheap. Um, I guess Patrick backed it on Kickstarter back in the day, and he couldn't remember. He was telling me he couldn't remember why, and I said, "Cause it's French," but it's not French. <laughs> like the 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 the, the localization, it's all very English, and you know, people talking in English accents and stuff. But I guess it's a French developer. It's cool though. I like it. And then a lot of positive reviews on the uh, Epic Store. They uh, put up a free game like they do every month. Um, I got all the free stuff during the holidays too. That was pretty great. They were doing free games every day or whatever. And that was awesome. Uh, anyway, they gave away this week or they started giving away a game called Eldritch, or no, sorry, Sundered Eldritch edition. And I've never heard of this. It is a, uh, Metroidvania style hand animated 2d side scroller deal. That's that just okay. beautiful. Um, Real nice, uh, very good look. To, good looking to look at. It's made by those Jotun people. Do you remember Jotun? Is that a is that familiar to you guys or just? Maybe? It sounds no. familiar, but what did they? What else did they make? Uh, the game is called the one I know of is Jotun Valhalla Edition. Let me look this up real quick. I think I picked that up as a free game not too long. Yeah, ago that came out somewhere. That came out in 2015, and it also featured hand animated. Um. Stuff all hand drawn, I should say. Yeah. Uh, dealt with Norse mythology and that sort of stuff. It's the same team did this Thunder Lotus Games, and this thing is not set in that world. It's it's like a weird sci fi fantasy thing, and I'm com- really en- enamored with it. It's very cool, and the fact that it's free is makes that even better. But just kind of a fun loop of like I don't know, kind of dead cells, but not really. It's not really a roguelike. It's more traditional like. Uh, you know, like Castlevania or something similar to that. And the combat feels really good and it's super intense and it's freaking free. So and it's normally like 20 bucks or 29 bucks or whatever it is. I also got to say kudos to the Epic store. So I just logged in to see what this game is so I could maybe pick it up. And they've got a big thing, a big notice right up on their news saying Epic Game Store weekly free games in 2020. And I kind of expected them to step that back, you know, mm-hmm. To say like, okay, well, we've got people in, we're doing it, like, let's let's walk that back. And nope, they're going to keep doing a free game every week all through 2020. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, even if you, there's so much I don't like about that store in terms of features yet. Yeah. Um, But I like free games a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, it turns and, out. And it turns out they're not just putting garbage up there. They're good games. And. Some of them may not be a genre I like once in a while or something, but for the most part, they've been like quality, good games, and I'm into them. So even when, even ones I own somewhere else, I'll still go and snag it just so it's on the record and I yeah. own it. Um, but yeah, I would definitely check this out if you are at all interested because, again, it's free. It's called Sundered Eldritch Edition. I don't know what came before, but that's the current edition. It must not be that old. It's maybe a year old. Um. And I don't know why I didn't get more more uh, chatter because it feels cool, like especially right now because people are so into well, what's that one Hollow Knight stuff like that. People are into these again, so 
Why not? I never Hollow Knight never landed for me. Like I know I'm inviting controversy by saying that because the people who love Hollow Knight love Hollow Knight. Yeah. But it never did it for me. I kept waiting for it to get good based on everything I had heard, and it just never did. Same. Never snapped for me either. I don't know why, but it didn't. Uh, John, what are you playing? Oh, I still haven't even looked at the patch yet. I have to do that before Friday. <laughs> so uh, I'll go over the two like quicker ones first. Still playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Enjoying the heck out of that game. Actually getting good. Uh, feeling feeling very proud of myself sometimes in that game uh dicey dungeons i've been playing a ton of that and i gotta say like the thing that surprised me the most about that game that i didn't know that last week that i'm bringing to it this week is the first class you play the the warrior is very cut and dry yeah and then you get the thief which is a very logical like DD brain you imagine how a warrior functions then you imagine how a thief functions comparatively and I was like, okay, I see where this is going. And then after that, I think the next one you unlock is the robot. Yeah, the robot. Isn't he weird? And what I didn't realize is how dramatically that game changes how it plays depending on the class. Yep. Because the robot is insanely different. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, look at the weird ability. Like you're calculating your dice. There's like a weird gambling element to yeah, it. Yeah, you're playing, you're basically playing blackjack before you do anything else with him. <laughs> yeah, it's super crazy. Mm. You can get to uh then you unlock the witch later, which is like D D. You actually have a spell book where you memorize spells to it mm-hmm. and like it has a cantrip element where it's like, well, you always know these spells versus ones you need to prep. And like, it's crazy how deep some of those classes get yeah. and really, really cool game. I, so I continue to just enjoy the hell out of it. Same. Boy, is had, it hard. Oh, it's super hard. hard yeah. Quick. Especially in the robot uh, with the robot dude. Cause everything's a gamble every time you do anything. And then even once you've made a good gamble, and I do like his thing, like you get beat up enough, you get your bonus thing, you can just hit it and you get a perfect roll. Yeah. Even then, it's you still have all these choices to make about what cards you're gonna put dice into, when are you gonna do it? There's more strategy there than you think. Uh I'm half convinced that thing's the best one of these like deck building slay the spire likes. Like it's very good. It's really subtle. Like yeah. it's a, it's deceptively that way. And they start you off on such a clear cut path of you're like, oh, I know exactly what this game is. And then some of those other classes just change it up dramatically. Like playing as the robot felt like a completely different game and one that I actually liked a lot better. Yeah, it so. blew my mind. And when I used him for the first two times, I didn't realize I didn't quite get the mechanic. I was like, wait, why? Why am I overloading? And then I have no moves. Like, now it's the other guy's turn again. What did I do wrong? And then it hit me. I'm like, oh, I need to stay under that number. Yeah. And that's fun kind of in its own weird way, like in a real basic sort of I'm playing blackjack kind of way. And then yeah. and then there's the whole rest of the ramifications after you do it. The game's just really good. I think Bo would love that game. I think yeah, he would Dicey love Dungeons is solid. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one on my to, to-do list. Yeah. Just oozing with gameplay. Uh, deceptively I think the so. Only, I think the only class that I really struggled with was the Tinkerer, who seems to go from really easy and great at the beginning mm. to, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to play this game hard by the end of your run? Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets you have to break down one of your moves after every every match, basically. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that class I've I've really struggled with, but I've loved all the other ones. So. Yeah, and the variety is such that you 
it, they're going to, it's going to attract players in different ways. Like you're going to, somebody's really going to glom onto that thief and the way the thief does stuff. Um, splitting dice and all that stuff, just weird stuff like that. And then other yeah. people are going to really glom onto playing the way the robot plays, but then a fair amount of people will play that warrior and just go, well, this is fine. You know, yeah. I still am having a good time here with a class that's, you know, not difficult really to play, but it's still a fun game to play. It's just really good. If I had only, if I only had one complaint, I don't, I didn't love the art style at first. I like it better now. Um, I, I think it could be, I don't know. It, there's something about the art style that rubbed me a little bit wrong and maybe there's ways to, there, there could have been something to tweak that. But then again, and I said this in our Slack, freaking Slay the Slyer, Spire, Slay the Slyer. Slay yeah. the Spire looks like some kid in detention scratched on his desk. You know right. what I mean? It's just stoner art. It's not good anyway. So none of this stuff is that great. It's just, this is a particular aesthetic. And once you get used to it, you know, it's pretty cartoony and weird, but once you do, it's great. I love it. Yeah, there's elements of it I love. I think all the dice have really good personality. I think Lady Luck looks cool. Mm -hmm. But then you look at like some of their like weird buff snowmen and you're mm -hmm. like, I don't know what's up with that guy. <laughs> that guy looks a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I would agree with that. Two um, thumbs the up. The other though. thing it's very good. Very good game. Only other thing I really played was uh World of Warcraft last night. We're on eight point three now for the big patch. Um it so far, you know, I unlocked uh, being able to make little fox people. So that was important and that was fine. <laughs> um, but other than that, uh, really, all I've done is unlock new ways to do daily quests, which is fine. It's all new content and it's all very, you know, eyeballs and old gods and tendrils and stuff like that. So it's got a very cool aesthetic. But, you know, I I wouldn't say that it has done anything that has like shattered my preconceptions of what world of warcraft is it's just a very solid introduction to some new daily activities you can do so if you're inclined to do that then there is some great new content for you nice yeah i yeah. haven't it's really long though like I i'm not even i played basically from the moment i got home last night to the moment i was like oh i gotta go to bed and i still was not through all my introduction stuff so yeah i heard there's a lot of that stuff all right uh, how do you feel about uh death wings son looking all suave rico suave these days what do you think about that guy? yeah he comes in looking like a like a real fancy lad and uh he and anduin get a little <laughs> fancy lad like <laughs> like i don't know i i feel like anduin saw him walked up and was like Rathion, and then I just heard the sound of a thousand ships setting sail. So you know, it <laughs> nice. Is. He is a he is a, he's a very fancy lad. It's the best way to put it. Yeah, uh, everyone wants those two to be lovers. <laughs> I don't know. Do they? I mean, I don't know. They spend a lot of time together in Pandaria, and they've got that like you know people really are into like the Ray Kylo Ren thing. Mm -hmm. Like even though they should hate each other, they're like, but what if they kissed instead? And mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's now the same thing with Rathion and Anduin. Yeah, oh, that sounds like a hot take that we haven't earthed up yet. We... <laughs> I well, mean. Anduin's like we all saw Star Wars over the holiday and we've had zero Star Wars talk <laughs> at all. And I wonder if it's just to keep the peace uh, and to, <laughs> with each other and with our fans around the globe. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, let's let's just do this to make it real basic. 
did you love that movie or or did you like it or did you dislike it? How'd you feel about it, Bo? Me? Yeah. Uh, it was the best of the three of them. It diminished the first two mm. in my mind. I feel like this should have been movie one. Okay. And but I enjoyed it. All right, John. Sure, let's... there's some some weird stuff in it. But John, did you just on a basic level? Uh really liked it, liked it, didn't like it, hated it. My feeling coming out of the movie, just thinking about the experience I had, was liked it. Yeah. If I think about it, I probably hated it. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. John and I are right on the same money here. I I cannot think too hard about that movie or I hate it. If I don't think about it, I had fun and ate popcorn. It was fun. Yeah, and I had a great time and I laughed and I had a fun little adventure with my new friends. Yep. Like that at that level, we're fine. Yeah. If I have to delve any deeper, it just goes bad real quick. I think that's where I'm at with it. So there you go. We've now it's out there now. Yeah. Everyone knows what we're doing. Bo, how are you doing? What are you playing? <laughs> uh well I, I I mean I started playing Star Wars Battlefront. Oh yeah. We're going to play that after the show. I couldn't get it installed in time, but now I've played it. Yeah, we're going to play it after the show, but I'm not. I'm probably not going to stream it because when I stream it, it kills the stream. I don't know why. Just murders. I mean, it seems like an unnecessarily large install for what it is. Like, it's like 86 gigs, but it's like... It's a lot of art. Where's, where's the gigs? <laughs> just playing the Frostbite just, engine. It, I don't know yeah, if it's true. I guess so. I don't know. It just... I mean, anyways... Uh, but it feels, um, it, you know, it's fun to play. It's enjoyable. Uh, I think there's a lot of rubber banding still server wise, but I'm playing on the 80 or the 40 person servers. So maybe those matches aren't as good. I don't know, mm. but it's fun. Um, and yeah, it's about all I played. I played heroes. Oh yeah. Heroes, of, heroes of the storm. I've heard of that. Spent some time playing heroes. Uh, cause you know, it's still a fun game. Practice my Illidan and, and I watched a lot of clone wars. <laughs> I think that's why I got Star Wars in the brain too. We play. I played Battlefront for ten minutes, and I'm like, I want to watch Star Wars, and so I watch Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and I'm like, oh, I got to go chronological, right? <laughs> Off to Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I've been season three already, so I've watched a. I watched seasons the movie and one and two, and most of season three since like Friday. Wow, to today is like four or five days. I've been marathoning Clone Wars as well. I'm on season five right now. Near oh, the you're end well of it. Ahead of me. Yeah. And I've been. Oh, that show's so good. Season that seven is coming so out in like a month. That's why I'm like, oh, now, like I'm gonna watch all the way up to the end of Clone Wars, and Take then stop. Yep. And then season seven's gonna come out, and then I'm gonna resume the whole shebang. So is we're that, doing Rebels too. Is that thing only on uh, Disney Plus or is it a is it on TV TV? Or I have it on. No, I, I managed to subscribe to Disney Plus thanks to my they have um, subscriber sign up. So oh. I guess it'll be on my cell phone bill. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I do have the Disney Plus. Nice. Yeah. I, I have been shocked because I skipped a couple of those episodes. Not a lot, but there was some stuff. I definitely didn't remember. And apparently I missed some of the best stuff that's in that show. Cause in some Clone of it. Wars? Yeah. Like I missed the whole Umbara stuff, which was like a Jedi that just hates clones and is going to the dark side. And that was wicked. Cool. I missed the Gungans capturing general Grievous, which was like, I was like, 
what the hell is even going on here? But it was actually rad. Mm-hmm. Like well, all the Gungans are good, just not Jar Jar. He's the fool. Okay. But like that story on its surface level, like if I told you the premise for that story, you would understand why I skipped it, which was the new leader of the Gungans uh, gets uh, an assassination attempt on his life, but they find out Jar Jar looks exactly like him if he wears his hat. So Jar Jar's <laughs> so Jar Jar's going to impersonate the new Gungan leader, and you're like, I'm not going to watch this. This sounds like an awful episode. I hate this. Mm. And then out of nowhere, General Grievous shows up, like gets in the same room as Jar Jar and it's not like the worst thing ever. It's actually really good. Then goes out, has a duel with a bunch of Gungans and gets friggin wrecked by the Gungans, mm-hmm. including Captain Tarful or whatever his name is, who dies tragically wow. in the fight. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, this episode was good. Why did I skip it? Because <laughs> you, because the premise sounds horrific, but it sounds like they nailed it. Yeah. The thing about the Clone Wars is that, like, it's got Filoni at the helm, which if you like the Mandalorian, you got to like, like, it's just the same DNA completely from the TV show to the, to the Clone Wars, right? It's just so good. Yeah, I need to, I'm watching Rebels, but I mean to also catch up on, I never, I never finished Clone Wars either. So I just need to get in there and dig in. I like Rebels yeah. a lot too, so far. It's very good. Yeah, Rebels started off kind of slow, and I wasn't into the art. But as soon as they start, as soon as they start putting really meaningful um, me- meetings of like major characters coming in and stuff like that, you just it all washes away, and you're just super into it. You know yeah, I mean? I'm into it already, and I'm I'm still in the bits people say are slow, and I still like I really like where I'm at. Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> you you can spot Liam O'Brien in Rebels. He plays all kinds of like. Yeah, all Storm kinds of stuff. and officers and stuff like every time some ra- random officer number three comes by and he's like, "You don't belong in this part of the the battle station. Yeah. Get over there." And I'm like, "That's Liam." <laughs> I I sent her a uh, or her I sent him a uh, a text when I was watching it. I said, "I was ju- I just found you in Rebels," and he goes, "The old farmer fart or the nasty uh, <laughs> I can't remember what he said. He called, the nasty uh, Empire guy or whatever." And I said, both. And then he says, well, there's more to come. And sure enough, he's all over that thing. Just all Liam all day on that show. It's great. Yeah, we need to get him an Illidan adjacent character in this High Republic. Like, he's the bad yeah. guy. And he's like, I've been a Sith for 10,000 years. Yeah, yeah. I'd be into that. Yeah. All right. Hi, uh, Kathleen. Get hey, on it. How do we feel yeah. about that Call of the Wild movie with Harrison Ford? How do we feel about that? Is that a thing we're thinking what, about? What's that? Is that new, yeah, the new Indiana Jones movie? That's coming out soon. It's uh, Indiana Jones and the Call of the Wild. It's that old book by what's his name? Call of the Wilds, the movie. There's a famous book it's based on, and it's um, it's Harrison Ford and a dog. That sounds fine. I mean, that's basically Han Solo that you just described, but you know, it sounds fine. Yeah, is I this, guess so. is this by Disney? No, I think it's a like a okay. Not, so not I noticed Disney. on Disney Plus, there's a lot of movies that it's like old white guy with an animal or right. a herd of the animals. And right. Like a trope. A, based on the name, I thought he was going to be a story about him having to go pee. <laughs> Is that that's the call of the wild, right? When your uncle's like, yeah, uh, the call of the wild beckons. I'm yeah. going out. Don't go follow. See a man, Marion. I'm going outside. I got to answer the call of the wild. <laughs> no, it was some famous. What's his name? Who wrote it? Uh, Ah, um, 
Hold on. I had it when you started saying it, and now it's gone. Jack Uh, London. Jack London. That's it. Yep. Yeah, that's a famous book. Like uh, 1903, a Canadian book. Oh, no, it's set in the Yukon, Canada during the er, 1890s. Klondike Gold Rush, when dog sled dogs were in high demand. Central character of the novel is a dog named Buck. So it's Buck and old Indiana Jones rocking the joint together. Uh, You know... So this is a this is a mega CGI fest. This thing is it a trailer? Yeah, like it's like I don't know if the animals talk. I have the volume off, but it's that you know they 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 CGI expressions onto animals' faces. There's a giant. There's a one point where Harrison Ford and the dog are going over a waterfall, and it's clearly like oh no, painted on. And the dog's (laughs) like, yeah, I don't know. It might still be good. I'm not a. I'm pretty. I'm pretty lax on my CGI standards when movies are blatantly CGI filled, like yeah. the Matrix, Mr. Smith, the million Mr. Smiths fight, where all of a sudden it turns into a cartoon for about three seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like it, I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm, I've decided I'm still going to like this. I'm going to pretend I'm not seeing this, this clear shoddiness. Oh, um, those are so bad. I hate those two movies. First one's amazing. See, I love the movies, but I'm willing to admit, like, it's a boat with big holes that need that. <laughs> so they're boats with big holes in them. Yeah. So I, you know, I can call a spade a spade, but I still like them. Well, uh, Call um, the Wild, by the way, has got Sarah or Kara G, uh, G in it, or G, however you say her name. She's, uh, you'll know her. The Expanse girl. Yeah. Kamina oh. Drummer on The Expanse. She's great. Well, I th- okay. So I think she's actually First Nations. She's a Canadian actress. She is Canadian. She's actually, yeah. She's. Oh, is she? I didn't realize. I realize that she's a yeah. She's a First Nations, uh, you know, indigenous person. Oh no way! Or, That's cool. Or, yeah. yeah. So it seems she's so you know, good. They, they, they didn't cast uh, Scarlett Johansson in this one. No. <laughs> she's so good in the Expanse. Her 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 Belter accent is. She somehow made it attractive. I don't know how she did it. She actually yeah, yeah, she's like sexy as hell when she's like bossing people around and everyone's trying to give her gruff. With that accent, like, how do you, I can't even do it. My goal before 2020 is over is to do a good belter accent. I'm going to figure it out. What do you think you're doing, Sasuke? She's got a kind of a deep voice, like a growl almost. How do you, you know, do she, it though? She doesn't talk like that. I'm from the belt. I'm a belter lada. <laughs> you know, she's like, I'm a belter lada. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. I like that uh, this show is now Bo's chance to sort of do a little practice before his next NPC on Sunday. I know. That's, that's good. That's true. That's how you, we avoid uh, you guys like the new gun Italian Scotsman. Yeah. As <laughs> if so he gets to practice it a little you guys bit. Like, you guys like Newt Gunray? Did you make that connection? I just said I watched Phantom Menace last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I got it at the time. <laughs> the Twain Federation is unhappy. <laughs> no, we, we recognized your Newt Gunray right My away. My lord, is that legal? <laughs> <laughs> I will make it legal. This is a, a racist portrayal on that show, <laughs> in that movie. Uh, all right. I mean, yeah, it is a little right. I mean, you got it. You it's got just it. how do you come up with an accent that isn't an accent that already that doesn't exist? Right. It's very I mean, hard. It's a problem in a lot of things. Like, why are all trolls in Azeroth Jamaican? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Well, there? they've gotten more Wakanda now, right? Like, uh, right. Not just Black Panther came out, and now they're you know now yeah. now they sound like they're straight out of black Panther. yeah they're all black panther talking but back in the early days it was like how you doing man it's like dude <laughs> whoa what is this Freaking we the same deal they're space russians yeah 
Yeah, I can deal with that though. What what I want more of is like in, in the expanse, that belter accent is like wholly new. It's like nobody talks like that. Like what that, race would have the Newt Gunray voice if it ever happened in World of Warcraft? Japanese. This is the Pandaren, oh. right? <laughs> oh, the Pandaren, yeah. Well, I mean, slow that, down. <laughs> slow down. I freaking yeah, love that. Pandaren's, that yeah. Lore Walker Cho stuff. I could listen to that all day. Oh, he's in the patch. <laughs> oh, oh, good. Yeah, we you, seen get, him in you a while. get a lot more lo- Lore Walker Cho. Well, because we got to mm-hmm. go back to the Thousand Lilies of the Monkey Ranch or whatever it's called, right? And fight mm-hmm. oh, stuff. You got it on your first guess. You didn't <laughs> thousand Lilies of the Monkey Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember That's the a name great of it. assemblage of words. I really like that. What was the name of the place? The thousand needles of the I don't I don't know. You came up with a better one and it's taken its place in my mind. Then you go do invasions or whatever it is. Uh, it, nope, that's not it. I don't know. It's the, the Eternal place. Veil. Eternal that's Blossoms. It, yeah. Veil of Eternal Blossoms, that's it. There you Another... go. <laughs> I was close. I knew it was a lot of something. It was close. You put six different, different zones into one name. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's the same logic. If some, if you go to buy a house and you show up with M and M's, well, I knew I had to pay with a lot of something. Yeah. I just didn't know exactly what. Couldn't remember what. Uh, it's good currency. Those M and M's. All right, time for this. That's a good question. Time for an email. We got this from a listener. This is Sean, a.k.a. Adhesive Wombat in the Tadpool. <laughs> <laughs> he says... Okay. He says, it's a great name. He says, uh, Corsho, I need more KOTOR. He says, do you guys like Star Wars? I like Star Wars. Yeah. I like Star Wars video games. My favorite game to come out of the Star Wars universe is far and away Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Given all the hype around Star Wars at the moment, it seems now would be the perfect time to remaster that game. And release it on the Nintendo Switch. It's the perfect platform. I actually think it's already there. I think you can get that on the Switch. KOTOR, I believe. I could be uh, wrong, but I'm pretty sure. You can probably get it on Origin cheap access for five bucks. This that, email true. works 100% for me still if you remove all mention of the Nintendo Switch. Oh, well, yeah, It doesn't that's even need to be on there. I still feel I agree with it. I, I agree. It says, uh, I want KOTOR on my Switch, and I also don't care whose butt I have to suck to get it, he says. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, do you hear me, Bioware? I will suck your whole butt if you remaster that game for the Switch. <laughs> whether you, whether that's an incentive or a threat is up to you. What do you guys think, Sean, a.k.a. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't think you... I, this is what I think. I didn't think you were serious until you said the whole butt. The whole butt. <laughs> suck your whole butt. Then I knew you were serious because it wasn't just part of the butt that you preferred. It was all of the butt. It the is butt. the entirety of the butt. It's like the buff. It's like the the Native Americans and the buffalo. They eat the whole. They use the whole buffalo. In this case, adhesive wombat uses the entire butt. Yeah, but now that he mentions it, I'm trying to. It's not on Origin. I don't think I'm trying to look for it here. That's I haven't played Kotor or Kotor Two. Oh yeah, really? That's like one of the oh, you must my play games. Gosh, yeah, those games are. I mean, their Mass yeah. Effect doesn't exist without Kotor. It's amazing. It doesn't. I mean, look, it's rough. It's a product of its time. Going back is hard. Uh, there's a reason why I do agree that this should probably be a remaster and not released as it is. Oh, it uh, is but man, that game. I love that first so game good. so much. So good. There's so many cool ideas, so much good storytelling. And KOTOR 2, I think, has even better ideas, but it doesn't have the execution. Like mm-hmm. you should definitely, if you go and if you go and play KOTOR 2, you should download all the lost content that exists for that thing because a lot of cool stuff got cut out of that game. 
Yeah. Mm. It has a very active sort of uh, mod community thing that kind of helped put all that together. I followed some of that for a while, but that oh, first there might be a there might be a, an upres mod. A lot of those older beloved games like, you know, Half-Life and stuff have those upres like Deus Ex. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a game that might have possibly, but what I would really like, and they're probably not going to do it, but I would like, like what Capcom's doing with these resident evil games. I would kill for them to do that with KOTOR. The original KOTOR would be an amazing freaking remaster. Oh my gosh. Oh, like, like a remaster on the level of doom and resident evil and stuff. Yeah. Like the RE2 remaster. If you went to that level of remastering something. And so you're keeping the essence of the game, but you're just taking it into the next, you know, Set, uh, oh my God, well, I know that. I know we just said this for Witcher 3 uh that like oh it came out a long time ago so who cares but nobody spoilers please no spoilers uh Bo do you know the big twists that are in that game the story beats about uh I think I for? do I think there's oh I yeah I know it I know it okay I do know the twist um yeah because that thing blew my mind when I played it the first time like that's probably in the history of gaming. It's probably in the top three for me yeah. moments where I just went, what is going on with yeah. this thing right now? Like that, the Shodan reveal in Bioshock 2 um, and probably something in Eternal Darkness. <laughs> probably <laughs> the top three. Yeah, that guy by KOTOR for me as well. There's, I think I know what you're talking about. And that that game just, that's a really amazing game. It's on iPad yeah. too and phones and stuff. You can get it everywhere. I think it is on Switch. I'm not 100% sure on that though. Well, there anyway. There is also a quasi KOTOR 3 story in the Old Republic if you feel like giving the MMO some money for a little bit, mm. um, which I actually do highly recommend. I'll say this because I don't know if I've ever talked about the Old Republic on here, but if you subscribe to that game, you essentially are going to play a version of the game where you can focus purely on story quests. You don't have to play any of the side stuff and they make it easy for you to track and easy for you to follow and easy for you to do. And those stories are good, uh, especially once you get through like the main original game, the expanded stuff that's going on in that is stuff that like even just now the Star Wars films are starting to get there and go like, oh, wouldn't this be a cool idea? It's already in those games and it's already done way better. Like there is some crazy stuff in that game. And if I told you some of the story beats that that game took, you'd go, how do they do that in an MMO? And they do that in an MMO and they do it quite well. So I highly recommend it. Has gotten, you know, since it's been around for a while. I mean, Scott, I know you even did a show. Mm-hmm. for a while yeah uh, for it yeah um if it's like you know aged well and like it's good to play kind of thing check it out it's free it... to play now but john's in john's case his his method is actually probably the preferable one just get in there for a while and play and pay um yeah. and d- the way that works john is it like does it scale leveling i mean how, how do you make sure you're progressing at the rate you need to does it just take care of all that you earn enough XP from doing the questing, just the main quest that you'll be at level that you need to be for everything. You'll actually be ahead doing just the planet quest and the class quest. Yeah. Um, the main story for both, you will be ahead of the curve for leveling through the entire game. Yeah. Cause keep in mind that game, it's entire inception is, is based off the popularity of KOTOR. Like KOTOR is the reason that MMO 
happened and wasn't more of a mainline Star Wars MMO. Um, yeah, it was on the backs of that popularity. So There's anyway. a whole arc where Revan returns, uh, even though this game takes place significantly after the age of Darth Revan and all that, but yeah. Revan comes back. There's a continuation of that story. Uh, HK 47 in some form returns to that world. Like it basically is a, a KOTOR three and, and actually the main story itself through that first game uh, does do a continuation of Revan's story in a big way because um, it, it just, it, it sort of picks up with whatever his final task was and runs with it. So there's a lot of cool stuff in that. I've been itching to get back and play it ever since watching The Mandalorian and all that because Bounty Hunter is one of the classes you can play and there's a really good story involving Bounty Hunters and Mandalorians in there. Yeah, my favorite uh, character story, I think, was the Bounty Hunter, I think. I played almost yeah. all of them to some level and I had Bounty a lot Hunter's of Bounty Hunter is really good. Yeah. Uh, I played a Dark Jedi, which was phenomenal and I didn't think I'd like it because I usually have to play the good guy. Yeah. Uh, the Imperial agent was really solid, surprisingly, like mm -hmm. the most boring sounding class, but, uh, you basically play James Bond in star Wars mm -hmm. and it turns out that was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah there's, there's good things really to say cool about stuff. that game. It's cool. Never really, you know, it didn't, obviously it didn't do the kind of business that wow does, but who does? Nobody does. Scott, what if I told you in that game, mm. you become the emperor? What? Like, literally, you become the emperor. Like Palpatine or a emperor? Like, above what Palpatine would be. What? What game is that? <laughs> KOTOR. In the Old or, Republic. Sorry, what? Republic. Really? In that game, you can become the emperor? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, the only emperor, like, as a thing? Or, every, you know, it's a... Like, the expansion is about a empire that's hidden away from everybody else coming and basically wipes the floor with the Sith Empire and the Galactic Republic. It beats them both, and it's led by an emperor, and you get his job. What? That's crazy. Yep. Oh. It's nuts. The stuff in that story is insane. It's so good. Mm. I want to play it again. What was the it. thing with the what was the cinematic thing with the guy and his too. two sons? What was that about? Is that that was it. That was the emperor training his two uh, his two kids. Okay. And uh that was yeah. a cool cinematic. It was very good. He freaking possesses you and he can talk to you. Like basically the like dying talus mechanic is in that game full on. <laughs> like it's, it's insane. It's so good. All right. All right. I'm in. Oh, I just dropped a thing. Okay. Forget it. Forget about what I dropped. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the show. Everybody go play KOTOR, I guess. Or no, go play SWOTOR. Old Republic. Yeah. Yeah. Is it SWOTOR? Is that still what we call it? Yeah, it's a, so. a terrible shortening of a game's name. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all for being here, for watching, for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Did you know that you can support this show by heading on over to frogpants.com slash core, C-O-R-E. Join our Patreon and jump in. You get a free bonus show every month. Or no, sorry, every week because we record pre and post show right here. And uh, that's the only way you can get it is if you sign up there. Well, if you come watch us live, you hear a lot of it too, but uh, anyway, it's a great way to get a little extra content for your listening pleasure if you subscribe to the Patreon for Core. So go do it. Uh, that's over at patreon.com slash core show. And there's a link to it on our website as well. If you want to send an email in here like uh, Adhesive Wombat did, 
Super simple. Just go to the same website I just mentioned and click on the contact link. Easy squeezy. You can also find us on Twitter. Core show. Sorry, core pod is the show. Uh, John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. All one word there for the Bo Schwartz. That's going to do it for us. Any final words of wisdom? Uh, Bo, anything from you? Mm, don't uh, uh, read your uh, uh, adventure campaign settings thoroughly oh. before running your game. All right, great. Uh, or else you might, <laughs> you might have some magic. Or else you might tell one of your players wrong information and it will affect <laughs> them for several weeks. <laughs> Not that we know anything about that, but good idea. John, final words from John. Uh, you know, work up to sucking a whole butt. Don't try to do the whole butt right away. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Why go full go full butt when you can go go quarter butt, half butt? You know, eventually it's, get full butt. It's fine. It's important to pace yourself. Yeah, p- taper up is what we're saying. Yeah, taper up. <laughs> good luck with Make- that. Keep a journal and notice your gains. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep a detailed journal of how much butt you're sucking. Oh, Lord. All right. That's going to do it. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next time with a whole nother show. Until then, take care. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. I will suck your whole butt if you remaster that game for the Switch. <laughs> <laughs>